First Kings chapter 10 Now when the king of Sheba heard about the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with difficult questions. She arrived in Jerusalem with a very large caravan, with camels bearing spices, gold in great abundance, and precious stones. So she came to Solomon and spoke to him all that was on her mind. And Solomon answered all her questions. Nothing was too difficult for the king to explain. When the queen of Sheba saw all the wisdom of Solomon, the palace he had built, the food at his table, the seating of his servants, the service and attire of his attendants and cupbearers, and the burnt offerings he presented at the house of the Lord, it took her breath away. She said to the king, The report I heard in my own country about your words and wisdom is true, but I did not believe these things until I came and saw with my own eyes. Indeed, not even half was told to me. Your wisdom and prosperity have far exceeded the report I heard. How blessed are your men! How blessed are these servants of yours who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom! Blessed be the Lord your God, who has delighted in you to set you on the throne of Israel. Because of the Lord's eternal love for Israel, he has made you king to carry out justice and righteousness. And she gave the king 120 talents of gold, a great quantity of spices and precious stones. Never again was such an abundance of spices brought in as those the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. The fleet of Hiram that brought gold from Ophir also brought from Ophir a great cargo of almug wood and precious stones. The king made the almug wood into steps for the house of the Lord and for the king's palace and into lyres and harps for the singers. Never before had such almug wood been brought in, nor has such been seen to this day. King Solomon gave the queen of Sheba all she desired, whatever she asked, besides what he had given her out of his royal bounty. Then she left and returned to her own country, along with her servants. The weight of gold that came to Solomon each year was 666 talents, not including the revenue from the merchants, traders, and all the Arabian kings and governors of the land. King Solomon made 200 large shields of hammered gold. 600 shekels of gold went into each shield. He also made 300 small shields of hammered gold. Three minas of gold went into each shield, and the king put them in the house of the forests of Lebanon. Additionally, the king made a great throne of ivory and overlaid it with pure gold. The throne had six steps, and its back had a rounded top. There were armrests on both sides of the seat, with a lion standing beside each armrest. Twelve lions stood on the six steps, one at either end of each step. Nothing like this had ever been made for any kingdom. All King Solomon's drinking cups were gold, and all the utensils of the house of the forest of Lebanon were pure gold. There was no silver, because it was accounted as nothing in the days of Solomon. For the king had the ships of Tarshish at sea with Hiram's fleet, and once every three years the ships of Tarshish would arrive bearing gold, silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. So King Solomon surpassed all the kings of the earth in riches and wisdom. The whole world sought an audience with Solomon to hear the wisdom that God had put in his heart. Year after year, each visitor would bring his tribute, articles of silver and gold, clothing, weapons, 
spices, horses, and mules. Solomon accumulated 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horses, which he stationed in the chariot cities and also with him in Jerusalem. The king made silver as common in Jerusalem as stones, and cedar as abundant as sycamore in the foothills. Solomon's horses were imported from Egypt and Q. The royal merchants purchased them from Q. The chariot could be imported from Egypt for 600 shekels of silver and a horse for 150. Likewise, they exported them to all the kings of the Hittites and to the kings of Aram. Chapter 11 King Solomon, however, loved many foreign women along with the daughter of Pharaoh, women of Moab, Ammon, Edom, and Sidon, as well as Hittite women. These women were from the nations about which the Lord had told the Israelites, You must not intermarry with them, for surely they will turn your hearts after their gods. Yet Solomon clung to these women in love. He had seven hundred wives of royal birth and three hundred concubines, and his wives turned his heart away. For when Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after other gods, and he was not wholeheartedly devoted to the Lord his God, as his father David had been. Solomon followed Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. So Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord, unlike his father David. He did not follow the Lord completely. At that time, on a hill east of Jerusalem, Solomon built a high place for Shemosh, the abomination of Moab, and for Molech, the abomination of the Ammonites. He did the same for all his foreign wives, who burned incense and sacrificed to their gods. Now the Lord grew angry with Solomon, because his heart had turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice. Although he had warned Solomon explicitly not to follow other gods, Solomon did not keep the Lord's command. Then the Lord said to Solomon, Because you have done this, and have not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I have commanded you, I will tear the kingdom away from you, and give it to your servant. Nevertheless, for the sake of your father David, I will not do it during your lifetime. I will tear it out of the hand of your son. Yet I will not tear the whole kingdom away from him. I will give one tribe to your son, for the sake of my servant David, and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. Then the Lord raised up against Solomon an adversary, Hadad the Edomite, from the royal line of Edom. Earlier, when David was in Edom, Joab the commander of the army had gone to bury the dead and had struck down every male in Edom. Joab and all Israel had stayed there six months until he had killed every male in Edom. But Hadad, still just a young boy, had fled to Egypt, along with some Edomites who were servants of his father. Hadad and his men set out from Midian and went to Paran. They took men from Paran with them and went to Egypt, to Pharaoh king of Egypt, who gave Hadad a house and land and provided him with food. There Hadad found such great favor in the sight of Pharaoh that he gave him in marriage the sister of Queen Tephanes, his own wife. And the sister of Tephanes bore Hadad a son named Ganubath. Tephanes herself weaned him in Pharaoh's palace, and Ganubath lived there among the sons of Pharaoh. When Hadad heard 
in Egypt that David had rested with his fathers, and that Joab, the commander of the army, was dead. He said to Pharaoh, Let me go, that I may return to my own country. But Pharaoh asked him, What have you lacked here with me, that you suddenly want to go back to your own country? Nothing, Hadad replied, but please let me go. And God raised up against Solomon another adversary, Rizan, the son of Eliada, who had fled from his master, Hadadezer, king of Zobah, and had gathered men to himself. When David killed the Zoabites, Rezan captained a band of raiders and went to Damascus, where they settled and gained control. Rezan was Israel's enemy throughout the days of Solomon, adding to the trouble caused by Hadad. So Rezan ruled over Aram with hostility toward Israel. Now Jeroboam, son of Nebat, was an Ephraimite from Zerida, whose mother was a widow named Zerah. Jeroboam was a servant of Solomon, but he rebelled against the king, and this is the account of his rebellion against the king. Solomon had built the supporting terraces and repaired the gap in the wall of the city of his father David. Now Jeroboam was a mighty man of valor, so when Solomon noticed that the young man was industrious, he put him in charge of the whole labor force of the house of Joseph. During that time, the prophet Ahijah, the Shilonite, met Jeroboam on the road as he was going out of Jerusalem. Now Ahijah had wrapped himself in a new cloak, and the two of them were alone in the open field. And Ahijah took hold of the new cloak he was wearing, tore it into twelve pieces, and said to Jeroboam, Take ten pieces for yourself, for this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Behold, I will tear the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon, and I will give you ten tribes. But one tribe will remain for the sake of my servant David, and for the sake of Jerusalem, the city I have chosen, out of all the tribes of Israel. For they have forsaken me to worship Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, Shamash, the god of the Moabites, and Milcom, the god of the Ammonites. They have not walked in my ways, nor done what is right in my eyes nor kept my statutes and judgments, as Solomon's father David did. Nevertheless, I will not take the whole kingdom out of Solomon's hand, because I have made him ruler all the days of his life for the sake of David my servant, whom I chose because he kept my commandments and statutes. But I will take ten tribes of the kingdom from the hand of his son and give them to you, I will give one tribe to his son, so that my servant David will always have a lamp before me in Jerusalem, the city where I chose to put my name. But as for you, I will take you, and you shall reign over all that your heart desires, and you will be king over Israel. If you listen to all that I command you, walk in my ways, and do what is right in my sight in order to keep my statutes and commandments, as my servant David did, then I will be with you. I will build you a lasting dynasty just as I built for David, and I will give Israel to you. Because of this I will humble David's descendants, but not forever. Solomon therefore sought to kill Jeroboam, but Jeroboam arose and fled to Egypt, to Shishak king of Egypt, where he remained until the death of Solomon. As the rest of the acts of Solomon, all that he did, as well as his wisdom, are they not written in the book of the Acts of Solomon? Thus the time that Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel was forty years. 
And Solomon rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of his father David. And his son, Rehoboam, reigned in his place. Chapter 12 Then Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel had gone there to make him king. When Jeroboam, son of Nebat, heard about this, he was still in Egypt where he had fled from King Solomon and had been living ever since. So they sent for Jeroboam, and he and the whole assembly of Israel came to Rehoboam and said, Your father put a heavy yoke on us, but now you should lighten the burden of your father's service and the heavy yoke he put on us, and we will serve you. Rehoboam answered, Go away for three days and then return to me. So the people departed. Then King Rehoboam consulted with the elders who had served his father Solomon during his lifetime. How do you advise me to respond to these people? he asked. They replied, If you will be a servant to these people and serve them this day, and if you will respond by speaking kind words to them, they will be your servants forever. But Rehoboam rejected the advice of the elders. Instead, he consulted the young men who had grown up with him and served him. He asked them, What message do you advise that we send back to these people who have spoken to me, saying, Lighten the yoke your father put on us? The young men who had grown up with him replied, This is how you should answer these people who said to you, Your father made our yoke heavy, but you should make it lighter. This is what you should tell them. My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. Whereas my father burdened you with a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. Whereas my father scourged you with whips, I will scourge you with scorpions. After three days, Jeroboam and all the people returned to Rehoboam, since the king had said, Come back to me on the third day. And the king answered the people harshly. He rejected the advice of the elders and spoke to them as the young men had advised, saying, Whereas my father made your yoke heavy, I will add to your yoke. Whereas my father scourged you with whips, I will scourge you with scorpions. So the king did not listen to the people. And indeed, this turn of events was from the Lord to fulfill the word he had spoken to Jeroboam, son of Nebat, through Ahijah the Shilonite. When all Israel saw that the king had refused to listen to them, they answered the king, What portion do we have in David, and what inheritance in the son of Jesse? To your tents, O Israel! Look now to your own house, O David. So the Israelites went home, but Rehoboam still reigned over the Israelites living in the cities of Judah. Then King Rehoboam sent out Adoram, who was in charge of the forced labor, but all Israel stoned him to death. And King Rehoboam mounted his chariot in haste and escaped to Jerusalem. So to this day Israel has been in rebellion against the house of David. When all Israel heard that Jeroboam had returned, they summoned him to the assembly and made him king over all Israel. Only the tribe of Judah followed the house of David. And when Rehoboam arrived in Jerusalem, he mobilized the whole house of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin, 180,000 chosen warriors, to fight against the house of Israel and restore the kingdom to Rehoboam, son of Solomon. But the word of God came to Shemaiah, the man of God, Tell Rehoboam, son of Solomon, king of Judah, all the house of Judah and Benjamin, and the rest of the people, that this is what the Lord says, You are not to go up and fight against your brothers, the Israelites. Each of you must return home, for this word is from me. 
So they listened to the word of the Lord and turned back according to the word of the Lord. Then Jeroboam built Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim and lived there. And from there he went out and built Penuel. Jeroboam said in his heart, Now the kingdom might revert to the house of David. If these people go up to offer sacrifices in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, their hearts will return to their Lord, Rehoboam king of Judah. Then they will kill me and return to Rehoboam king of Judah. After seeking advice, the king made two golden calves and said to the people, Going up to Jerusalem is too much for you. Here, O Israel, are your gods, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. One calf he set up in Bethel, and the other in Dan. And this thing became a sin. The people walked as far as Dan to worship before one of the calves. Jeroboam also built shrines on the high places, and appointed from every class of people priests who were not Levites. And Jeroboam ordained a feast on the fifteenth day of the eighth month, like the feast that was in Judah, and he offered sacrifices on the altar. He made this offering in Bethel to sacrifice to the calves he had set up, and he installed priests in Bethel for the high places he had set up. On the fifteenth day of the eighth month, a month of his own choosing, Jeroboam offered sacrifices on the altar he'd set up in Bethel. So he ordained a feast for the Israelites, offered sacrifices on the altar, and burned incense.